ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 111 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. I am back. Yes, indeed. It has been a while, a good month or so since I've done a podcast. So I am very excited to get right on into this. You can find me at linktr.ee slash 2 sweetpot on Twitter as well at 2 sweetpot That's the number 2 sweet P-O-D and at OMG. Corey B. So we're not going to waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to start off with a few of the laughs of the week. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. First up on the laughs of the week, the entire Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Man, was this was one big joke, man. Everything from Bailey uh, being a referee to the swamp match ending the way it did it was just a comical pay-per-view and in most time, most ways not good comedy that's first on the laughs of the week second is uh, bailey bowing to sasha banks on monday night raw that entire entrance with her winning the title coming out on monday night raw and bailey just going crazy that was funny as well and last up on the laughs of the week ladies and gentlemen uh, we had McIntyre, we had Dolph Ziggler, and for whatever reason, Dolph Ziggler is getting another title shot. And Drew McIntyre is trying to come up with a stipulation for the match. He stops, and a random guy in the crowd yells, how about eye for eye? <laughs> that was hilarious to me to go on top of all of the eye puns that were going on on Twitter as well. I saw all of you. That was funny as well. Ladies and gentlemen, those are your laughs of the week. So we move on into the topics uh, today. And we've got five topics. We're going to hop into some AEW and NXT as well on top of those five topics. So stick with me, ladies and gentlemen. We won't keep you here for very long today. First up, <laughs> Booker T. Booker T, come on, man. Come on, Book. Come on, Book. There, there was a movement started. It was a hashtag, Naomi deserves better. And after Naomi lost her match to Lacey Evans last Friday, it was like, even even before I even saw the hashtag, or even before it trended, I was like, man, bro, I was down. And I went back and watched the Royal Rumble entrance. I was like, ah, okay, that made me feel a little bit better because Naomi really does deserve better. And Booker T came out. And he talked about it, and uh, like I on his podcast, and like I, I do, that did not like what he had to say. He said, and I'm going to keep it quick here. I'm not going to say everything that he said, but he said uh, they can go to hell with all these hashtags. I'm tired of hearing about them. Don't nobody deserve a change. We have to earn a chance in your spot on the roster. This is not some kind of movement just to pull somebody up. Just because I hate to say this because I like Naomi, but as far as the business goes, you get it on your merit alone. This is no buddy system. Well, such and such has a buddy. That's why they're doing it. That might be true, but life is not fair. Sometimes you have to make uh, your own breaks and rise to the occasion when no one else thought you could. It may not happen overnight. No one expected me to be a six-time champ with my persistence of going out there and performing better than all those suckers in the locker rooms. They knew it, and the fans saw something different. Look, man, on the surface of the beginning of what he's saying, um, 
you have to earn a chance you have to earn a spot on the roster okay i get where he's coming from with this but here's what booker t is completely missing the point totally like okay i understand that uh, you know what there wasn't twitter around back in the 90s so it wasn't like fans just did hashtag and stuff in the 90s but fans would go to the arena and cheer and boo whomever they liked and cheer up whoever they wanted to see it was it was happening back then it just wasn't happening on twitter but where he's really missing the point is that naomi has earned this she has on it he said you know what you gotta get it on your merit alone naomi has worked her way up from being a freaking cheerleader at the start of her wwe career all the way working all the way up to being in the singles division improving her craft uh, month in and month out becoming better and better and better to having a complete character change into the feel the glow character she has worked her way up and the fans ate up that character they loved it and they still love it to this day so she has earned it. Booker T is completely missing the point here. And like a lot of people bag on the Naomi deserves better hashtag, but it's true. Like Daniel Bryan deserves better. Kofi Kingston deserved better. And it got done because of Twitter. I mean, not strictly because of Twitter, because we actually had fans in the audience back then. And I'm pretty sure we knew the fans were there. Now we see some in favor of, or we see the majority in favor of Naomi. But, you know, being things like this has worked before. It's, it isn't foolproof, but you look at Twitter and Divas were given a chance because of Twitter. And people go to Twitter to voice their opinions, especially since they can't do it in the arenas. So, Here's my deal, man. Don't bag on the people that saying Naomi deserves better because she actually does. And look, I, I say I'm disappointed in Booker T because Booker T, as a prominent black wrestler, or a former prominent black wrestler, a true OG in the game, man. Like, what he says has weight to me, man, as a black man. And, like, I'm not saying that, you know what, WWE is booking their talent based upon the thoughts of booker t but his weight his, his voice has weight and when he says something like this it really diminishes the movement of the hashtag in my estimation that's why i say that you know what i'm disappointed in booker t you could be saying better like i understand like you can say that you know what uh i'm not a fan of hashtags but you know what naomi has earned her way up there had he said that then you know know what i could have lived with it but he's coming out and he's talking like naomi hasn't earned it and i'm like dude she has absolutely earned it people are pissed because this woman came out in the world rumble got the loudest ovation of the night next to edge and like right then and there she had all the momentum in the world you had women coming out looking at that Royal rumble clip and saying okay i'm gonna get in the wrestling just based upon her hair like, like, they have women saying that, you know what, I've never watched wrestling before, but I want to watch it now, I want to watch her. And you had an audience uh, that just came out of nowhere and, and you blew it. Like, Naomi was on fire and they blew it. Like, that's why people are upset. That is why Naomi deserves better. 
and that is why I hope she gets better because she can be the next in line to challenge Bailey for the championship or the or excuse me the next in line to take the championship off of Bailey. So she could be that type of person where she has momentum within the division, having great matches within the division left and right, but they won't use her like that and they need to. This is why people are so upset with WWE. They need to get it right. That's my opinion. They had when when that woman came out of the Royal Rumble, she had everybody in the palm of her hands, man. Wrestling fans. Non-wrestling fans was coming in and saying, I want to see her, and they blew it. Get it better, WWE. Naomi deserves better, and I'm encouraging everybody, the hashtag, keep it going. Like, let's just keep it going. Because, screw it. Either they're going to do it, or they won't. That's on WWE, but we're going to keep supporting Naomi. I don't care what nobody else says. Moving on. Impact is back. I'm hearing a lot of people saying, Impact is back. We're moving on to Impact Wrestling, and... You know what, man? Slammiversary was really good. It was a really fun night, man. I, I really enjoyed it and uh, had a lot of people afterwards saying, you know what, Impact is back, Impact is back. And I'm just here to say, you know what, man? In the immortal words of LL, don't call it a comeback. I mean, they've been here for years. I mean, Impact has been back or has been around and they've been doing some great things. This Scott DeMore, uh, Cyrus, the Scott DeMore Cyrus era has been going tremendously for years now and they're not back. They, they've been here for a while. And like, if you're just getting into Impact, uh, and I've seen a lot of people watching Impact that don't normally watch it on throughout the, uh, the weekly shows, they were watching it Tuesday night. And what you get, man, is you get a show, while not perfect, and no show is. You get a show where you don't feel like you're wasting your time. I get that on Mondays and Fridays a lot. I feel like I'm just sitting there out of rope, and I'm just wasting my time because I'm watching as a wrestling fan. When I watch Impact, I'm not watching. I mean, I'm watching as a wrestling fan, but I know that I'm not going to waste my time. I'm getting two hours of interesting TV, and they have a phenomenal tag team division now one of the best in the world some might argue the very best in the world that's another topic for another day the knockouts division that's another division where people say it's the best in the world and i'm starting to turn that corner it's between them and nxt but man that knockouts division is incredible who knows knockouts tag team titles may come out of that division with all the tag teams that they have but if you're just getting into Impact, man, there are some great guys, some great girls to invest your time in. For instance, a trade, an Ace Austin. I really think that, you know what, man? Impact should have, at some anniversary, either Trey or Ace Austin should have won the world title. That's just on me. Uh, but they have had a phenomenal feud going on they uh, we have some phenomenal impact has some phenomenal things going on and it's very much in worth investing your time into coming in every tuesday night with me at two sweet pod on twitter i'm having a good time so enjoy impact a lot of people say that they're back but they never left in my opinion speaking of impact ladies and gentlemen we're gonna move on to the new debuts and i gotta say <laughs> i'm not one for sticking the finger at people but this new thing where 
these released guys and girls take a big picture where they're just sticking the finger out at <laughs> apparently to WWE is I gotta admit it's kind of funny to me. We're gonna talk about the uh, new signed new debuts of Impact and man I gotta say that Slammiversary was tremendous as I just said. These new debuts. I absolutely love them, man. Like, I think we're going to get some very interesting things, man, in the coming weeks from Impact. Uh, the new debuts. I wish EC3 would have shown up at Slammiversary, but that's fine. Uh, we have a lot of great things going on. Brian My uh, Myers is going to be debuting for Impact Wrestling. I'm excited about that. He had his um, promo video. Quick, quick five six seconds and he'll be there he uh, the, the storyline that, that they have going on with him we'll see i want to see how that turns out at the end of impact this most recent tuesday he slips into the door we'll see how that turns out i'm pretty sure it's going to be heat and rhino as a tag team that would boost up the tag team division even more eric young man ey is back home man I cannot tell y'all how much that warms my heart as a person that was heavily on Impact, watching Impact for quite some time now, TNA, back in the TNA days, Eric Young, EY is back, and man, the Good Brothers, I absolutely love that theme, another great addition to the tag team division, and I, they have a few kicked off with Ace Austin and Madman Bolton. I'm pretty sure that's going to be great as well. We'll see how it turns out. I'm excited about it. We'll see. And of course, the franchise. EC3 back home where he belongs, where he always belonged. Where Back in the company where they used him the best, where he shined himself the best. I cannot wait to see this guy get going in Impact Wrestling again. It will be phenomenal. And man, the, the best is yet to come in my opinion. Uh, we'll see how it all turns out. But one thing's for sure is that I am very, very excited about uh, what happens from here on in. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to AJ Styles, man. He ripped Paul Heyman a new one, bro. And... It all stems from the Good Brother said last week, last Saturday, that you know what, Paul Heyman got him fired, and there were rumors that AJ Styles was upset about that. That's why he went to SmackDown. So AJ Styles just came out and said it. Look, man, he said the reason I went to SmackDown is because I couldn't stand looking at him, him being Paul Heyman. Uh, the story is that Paul Heyman lied to AJ Styles about getting the Good Brothers fired, and you know what, that said. AJ Styles off and said, I just could, can't stand a lie. I'm a grown man. You're a grown man. Why lie? So it's very interesting, man. Like, I thought this Paul Heyman was done. Like, I thought the, the line scheming Paul Heyman was left in ECW. But apparently, man, the AJ Styles ripped him. The Good Brothers ripped him. And it's like, man, Paul Heyman, bro. On one hand, screw Paul Heyman. But on the other hand, thank you, Paul Heyman. Because screw him because how how could you get those guys fired, man? Like those are that, that's one of the best tag teams in the entire world, and you got them up out of there. But on the other hand, yay, Paul Heyman, because now they're gonna get used correctly in Impact Wrestling. So uh, it's a win, it's a lose, then it's a win for me. So it's very strange. I'm excited for where the Good Brothers are. Paul Heyman, like. Eh. 
that's a tough situation for AJ Styles. But moving on, ladies and gentlemen, are we about to see the new nation of domination? Like, this is interesting to say the least. Um, Dave Meltzer came out and said, you know, Ryan Simmons was on Rob on Monday night. Uh, Dave, Dave Meltzer came out and said, you know what, there was an idea. I don't know if it was dropped originally. It was going to be on the show for a revamping of the Nation of Domination. And Ryan Simmons was going to be a part of that angle, but they dropped the angle for this show. Now, could that be that, you know what, they're still building to it? He said they may be put into it later. They may have dropped it. We don't know. Look, one thing is for sure is that I do not want to see another nation of domination. Like, I get enough comments. I see enough comments on Twitter. Whenever we see three or four black men grouped together, ooh, man, they could be the new nation of domination. Like, just because there's some black dudes together don't mean it have to be the nation of domination. Like, why can't they be the next evolution or something like that? Like, why do we have to go straight? to the nation of domination when we see black men like from that standpoint i don't want to see it and from the other standpoint is that let's let a good thing be nation of domination at its time i was perfect for its time I, it was well done and like let's let that be i don't think bringing in ron simmons as a figurehead for a hill group is a good idea now because ron simmons has, has turned into lovable ron simmons like i couldn't even buy him as a heel anymore at this point so i don't think that would be a good idea uh and overall just no no to the idea of the nation of domination let's let's just yes let's let's not do that that is my opinion whatever stable that they have going on with mvp like i call it the hurt business because MVP keeps saying it, put the Hurt Business on a t-shirt, put the Hurt Business as a stable, that is the name I'm for, let it be, let, let it be its own thing, that is just my opinion on the matter, so moving on ladies and gentlemen, gonna move on into a little bit of NXT and a tad bit of AEW as well, looking at NXT ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Kingston answered Cody's open challenge and there were a lot of people that didn't know about Eddie Kingston, didn't know that the dude could go on that mic, one of the most underrated promos in the game today, and yeah, man, that guy can go. <clears throat> they had a really good opening match that I enjoyed, a physical opening match. We had thumbtacks on TV. You don't see that every day, and it was a fun match, and I hope that Eddie Kingston gets signed. Uh, Cody picks up the win, and I... And I I'm going to get to the open challenge later, but Eddie Kingston, I hope that guy gets signed because he's deserving. Uh, he is a heel to the core, man. Like, you need somebody to come out and piss off the fans, get Eddie Kingston. He is good at his job, and I hope that he gets a deal with AEW. Moving on to the Cody open challenge. Look, man, I don't want to be the one to say it, but I'm going to say it. It's losing sting, man. Here's my deal. It is just like John Cena. John Cena had the open challenge. And look, man, there were, there were some really good matches to come out of that. But eventually it turned into John Cena's just going to win this match. Open challenge. Like there's no excitement to it. There, there's, no, there's no intrigue from the standpoint of will he ever lose? And that's what it's coming to with Cody in this open challenge. 
we've we've had some fun matches. Like there there's been some things uh, that I've really enjoyed with Cody and the opponents that he's faced off with, including Eddie Kingston. Uh, but at the end of the day, Cody is not gonna lose an open challenge. Like we need at this point, we need to be building to a singular matchup. Like, let's build up a field with Cody Rhodes. It doesn't really feel like Cody's being built up. It's just, ah, his, uh, here comes the next person to lose again. It doesn't feel like anybody else is being built up as well. So, let's build someone up for this uh, challenge. And let's build up Cody. And let's build to a pay-per-view matchup. Because the open challenge, in my opinion, is starting to lose a little bit of steam. Uh, moving on to... A, it's sticking with AEW, but moving on, excuse me, the Women's Tag Team Tournament. Like, I think that this is a very interesting idea. Like, I am interested to see how they pull it off. Now, they have a relatively thin division, so not a lot of tag teams. Like, I just mentioned with Impact Wrestling, they have a ton of tag teams, and they could theoretically pull off the tag team women's division. We'll see what happens with AEW. Maybe they sign some more women's for the tag tourney. I'm excited about it, though. Let's let's give it a chance. Let's see how it turns out. And uh, you know what? I'm down for it. An AEW women's tag team tourney. Like, I find that to be very exciting. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to get into the dark order, man. Like, we had Hangman versus Five. And... Here's my deal with the Dark, dark Order. Here's one problem that I really have. Brody Lee should not be out asking people to join the Dark Order. Like, here's my deal. I liken it back to the NWO back in the day. Uh, Hogan Hall and Nash wasn't out there asking people to join the NWO. People were just joining like people were joining the NWO and like it is my deal with the Dark Order. The more you have Brody Lee out there asking people to join and the more you have people saying no, it diminishes the Dark Order in my estimation. It diminishes Brody Lee as a leader because he keeps getting turned down left and right. Like I, with the exception of Coke Cabana that is. Like you can't have people continuously turning him down. That's just my estimation but Overall, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Dark Order, I wish them well. Hopefully, I want to see Brody Lee uh, prosper. We'll see how it turns out. So, ladies and gentlemen, moving into a little bit of NXT. Uh, Keith Lee, man. He started out the show and he dropped the North American title. Like... What was the point, man? Like, what was the point of the winner-take-all match with Adam Cole? If you were just going to have Keith Lee drop the North American title a couple of weeks later. Like, uh, that upsets me. If you're going to say winner-take-all, then winner should take all. That's that's my estimation. And, and don't book yourself into a corner if you're going to have the guy drop the title. It doesn't make sense. But... We're gonna have a series of we're gonna have a series of triple threats, and we're gonna have a ladder match at NXT 30 for the North American Championship. That should be a fun matchup. I just don't like Keith Lee dropping the North American title. Hey, that's just me. But sticking with Keith Lee, 
Keith Lee is about to be a transitional champion, isn't he? Like, I, had, I didn't get a chance to talk about this because I went and podcasted. Keith Lee won that championship, won both of those championships, and I was just through the roof happy. And in the middle of that man's title celebration, they showed Scarlett and Carrie uh, on Cross kissing. And I'm like, bro, what? Get the camera back on Keith Lee. The dude is a double champion. Get the camera back on him. I was upset about that. But we had Dominic Dijakovic and we had uh, Carrie on Cross. Carrie on Cross laid him out beat him down Keith Lee was at ringside and I really enjoyed one of those rare instances where I enjoyed it there's no fans in the crowd we heard the verbiage going back and forth from Dijakovic to Lee from uh, Cross to Lee and like it was a well done match it was a well done segment last night and now we have Keith Lee versus Garyon Cross, and that's definitely gonna go down at TakeOver, and you wanna piss me off, make Keith Lee a transitional champion. That, that is really gonna piss me off. Like, and he more, more the words of Jeff Jarrett, don't piss me off. Like, if, if he's gonna be a transitional champion, then I would have rather not have seen him win the title at all, especially since he's dropping the North American title. Like, there would be no point. You could have just had Adam Cole versus Carrion Cross at TakeOver, and Carrion Cross could have won. But now they've booked themselves into a total corner. Now, Keith Lee can't lose his first title defense, but Carrion Cross is running undefeated. You can't have him lose either, and you can't have a. A DQ or a count on or something at a pay-per-view for the title. So you, you, you got to have one of them lose. You put yourselves into a corner. And now I believe Keith Lee will be a transitional champion. I will be throwing stuff in here left and right if that happens. But I'm prepared for it and it's gonna suck. So that's it ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me know all of your thoughts. Uh, whether that be on Twitter at Too Sweet Pod or at OMG Corey B. Uh, let me know all of your thoughts on wrestling, NXT, AEW, Impact, whatever it may be. On Twitter, on YouTube, as well at OMG Corey 